Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast about personal development, sexuality, and mental health. I am your host today, Callan Brecken, and I am so excited to be introducing you to Jesse Havea, better known as Britta Filter from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. You may recognize Britta Filter from her Broad City Fusions Shade Queens of New York, or of course, most recently, season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race, where she was the first Polynesian queen to compete for the crown. Britta made headlines at the 2020 Women's March and is a fierce advocate in New York. She's one of the Drag Out the Voters national co-chairs and she uses her platform to help the organization educate, register, and turn out voters with the art and activism of drag. Yes, queen. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So we're just going to kiki over the next hour and we're just going to talk about all the things. So diving into things, I'm really curious because this is a personal development podcast, mostly first and foremost. So I'm really curious and I hope that everybody listening out there is also curious about what was it like the experience being on a show like RuPaul's Drag Race and a reality show of going through that experience and then experiencing the after effects and the aftermath in regards to like social media and the fandom. I'm, you know, it, it was a dream come true to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, obviously every drag queen, they dream of being on the show. And it truly was, it was, I mean, I, the entire time I was there, I was like, oh my God, is this happening? Is this happening? Is that actually RuPaul? What is going on? I mean, there was plenty of times when us and our cast were like, we're on Drag Race. Like, <laughs> I mean, Jan kept on saying it the entire time, like, oh my God, girl, we're on track race. And I was like, yeah, I know, but this is like weird. And I didn't think it would feel like this. It feels so normal. Um, so, you know, it, it was amazing filming it. We had uh, a great time. It was very stressful. It's high stress. You know, we are um, truly uh, filming nonstop um, to make this magical show happen. And by the time you're done with it, you are absolutely exhausted. I've never been so tired in my entire life um, and going into Drag Race, um, I, I worked 42 days straight in drag because it was World Pride. So I was like, I was like, I, I knew, cause I knew I had an inkling that I was gonna be on Drag Race. So honey, she worked, she worked hard. I was like, I need to save up this money. Um, cause it's an expensive, people don't realize how expensive it is to get on the show. Um, I spent more on Drag Race than I did on college. Like that's how expensive Drag Race is. And baby, she went to, she went to, she went to a university for six years, not four. <laughs> Girl, I am gooped right now. Girl, like, it is expensive. <laughs> People start judging these costumes like, "Girl, do you know how much this motherfucking thing costs?" This? Um, so, um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of stress. It's a lot of stress. You only have a, a few weeks to prepare for the entire thing, um, and and then you go off, and then by the time you're done with it, you're like, "Did that really just happen?" And immediately when I got off of Drag Race, I had to get therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great you said that because that's one of my questions later on <laughs> girl I had to get therapy immediately I was like what the fuck just happened um, it was it was it was it was an intense experience I mean and, and a lot for a lot of reasons um, 
you know, I think I, I uh, while, while I was on the show, I just, you know, I questioned a lot of things. I questioned who I was. And I think that's how I came off too, um, is that I, I came, it, it seemed like I was like kind of really arrogant and whatnot, but truly while I was there, I was like, oh my God, uh, you, don't worry, Britta, you're the queen of the New York. You're the, you're, New York loves you. They love you. They love you. They love you. Um, which is probably why I said New York so many times. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's kind of me like pumping myself up the entire time on the show. Um, and you know, and, and the things that happened while I was there, it was, it, it was hard. It was hard. I, I went through a lot of challenges and <clears throat> I questioned my, my drag when I got back and who I was and like, did I make people proud or what, what is this going to be? Because you, you know, you, you, you film all day along for like, literally it, it's an 18 hour, every day is an 18 hour day. And so, you know, any, anything could happen. And, you know, I was just worried. And I think I was worried because I didn't, you know, obviously there, I knew that there was a fight moment and whatnot, but I was kind of like, I, I feel like I, I, I just wanted to make sure that I didn't lose myself in it. Um, and, uh, it, it was it was hard. It was hard leading up to it. I mean, I I just wasn't sure of of what was going to happen, what was going to be shown, and um and in 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 New York, as we said, I I was you know I had my 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 shows and my family and everything. And when the pandemic happened, um, I immediately stopped all of my gigs like as soon. Uh, as things started to get bad. I remember that in Seattle, um, things started to get really bad and I had a booking that next week. And my my mom and my dad are, are uh, pulmonologists. So they, they're lung doctors and they told me to to stop um, doing my shows because she has some very bad asthma and she has some other pre-existing conditions um, that like would really affect me because of COVID. And so, I mean, I think my my mental health during uh, while the show was coming out was in a very bad place. I mean, I was still in therapy. I and therapy was kind of preparing me to to get ready for this to come out and what the world was going to see and whatnot. But I wasn't prepared for a pandemic. Pandemic, um mentally no one was um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah nobody was <laughs> nobody was but also i wasn't prepared for a pandemic while i was on drag race like episode it was episode three episode three i went to my parents house in maine and um <clears throat> i watched the rest of drag race from my parents i never thought that I would watch Drag Race my season with my parents. Like I thought right. I would be with my friends, with my my you know like minded queer individuals, and um, it kind of became uh, it was very lonely because uh, the only thing I had to communicate with the people that I loved and the people that I um, I shared shared experiences with were on, on social media. Like all my friends, like I, I you know I, I text the close ones, but I really how I got along uh, was chatting with everyone um, was through was through social media and social media became very toxic very quickly um, for me specifically on on my season and you know I you, they tell you not to look at the comments um, and they tell you all these things and that things are going to change and it's true um, but I thought that I would at least have that like you know support in person 
with people like when you're feeling down you know that you can just go to your good judy you can go to the bar you can do your little thing and you can they'll be like fuck those people they ain't shit <laughs> and you know and then and then it's like it's a good old time but like i didn't have that experience like i i truly was just like sitting it and, and reading these negative comments from people um and it started to get as the show progressed it started to get real bad it, i would get over um i think i would wake up every morning and there would be over a hundred comments of like you're horrible go kill your yourself you're awful and I was like wait what I mean and and then they started to like infiltrate my email and they started to they started to it it, it was wild I, dms the dms got even worse and as the season progressed it was just so much hate and I honestly I I had a lot of trouble dealing with it because it was the only it was my only escape to the outside world of to any queerness was was being on social media and I this was supposed to be a joyous moment I was like, God damn, I'm on track race. And I'm like, here freaking out. Um, because all these people are saying all these horrible things about me. And like, uh, there was a moment on the show where they played this uh, horrible, like spitting music in the background um, uh, when, I, when I was spitting. And it was, I was like, oh God, why do you got to play that song? Like, it makes me look so crazy. I was like, I'm not a monster. And then people started saying, uh, like telling me that like, you're the reason that COVID happened and you're spitting on people. And I was like, oh my God, these people are crazy. Um, and you know, and I knew the entire time that these people were crazy and I shouldn't take it personally, but I, I took it personally. Like once you start getting, it, it started, ended up, I remember one day there was like 500 messages in my inbox of people just telling me that I was horrible. And I was like, I had to just start deleting them. I was like, I don't even look at it. I can't look at it. But when they started emailing me and telling me that they were gonna like shove me off the, the, the subway platform if they see me in New York, I was like, oh God, this is getting crazy. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's, you know, as much as I, as much as I loved that I was on Drag Race, I, I just, I hated that part of it. I hated it. It made me feel so, so horrible. And, uh, uh, it, it got so bad that like, I, I knew when Drag Race was being played in a different language, um, uh, in a different country, uh, because I would get hate in a different language on social media. Um, I was like, oh, it's in Turkey now. Um, <laughs> There's no Sunny Semiotic room from them, which is, I love girl, Turkish. <laughs> yes, there was, there was none of that. And, you know, I went through, I, 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 I being a person who has, uh, uh, you know, pre-existing conditions because of the pandemic and because I had the parents that I had I was like I'm not I'm you know I'm not performing I'm not performing I would hate for me for on this platform to uh to uh get other people sick like when you're on drag race you are you, you ex hopefully will have large crowds come to your shows and I would hate to get people sick so still I have still yet to uh to this day perform a live uh since my season started like it, what? yeah, it'll be That's it'll crazy. be yeah. I haven't performed live yet, and it's because I it's it's so important to me to to just keep people safe, keep people safe, and you know, I, and I'm also a, a giant activist, as you read in my bio. Um, the big thing that helped me get out of this, I I, I actually I tried I tried to commit suicide this summer. Ooh, um, and it was a it, it got bad. It got real bad. I was drinking a lot. I was doing every single drug. I was just trying to find a way to escape until I felt numb because of all of this. I there was also a lot going on. Um, like I I have clinical depression to begin with. 
month, but then like all of this shit, I was like, girl, uh-uh, I wasn't prepared for this. I mean, the pandemic really affected me. I'm sure that this drag race stuff wouldn't have bothered me as much if I was out and about with queer people, but I literally just haven't haven't been uh, with them. I, I literally haven't, I literally have seen probably five gay people, including my ex-boyfriend um, since the pandemic started. And it's just been so hard uh, and I miss it. I can't wait to go back to it because mama is getting her shot tomorrow, honey. Yes, um, I'm getting mine the day after, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah so i mean the election is what really helped me to like get out of this funk that i was in i took i took a a, a an entire month off of social media after i had to go get help um after my big uh breakdown slash overdose um and i i woke i remember i woke i woke i woke up on my floor in my room covered in vomit after taking every drug every single pill i had um and drinking a handle of vodka and it was just it was really bad and i knew that i had to like change change i had to change i i knew i didn't want to die i didn't want to die and i had to i had to fix it and i removed myself from social media a couple of times but this time i did it for an entire month and i i literally went to uh a <clears throat> like a spiritual person, an empath. Um, and I like, they read my cards and told me the tea. And then my sister reached out to me who hasn't, who hasn't reached out to me in, in a long time, my younger sister who became an empath. And she was like, they were telling me to contact you. Um, and she read my cards and she was like, you have to come to Hawaii. You have to come to Hawaii. You have to like remember where you come from, and uh, you need to like get your feet in in the earth and be with your damn people. And so I did that. I came to Hawaii immediately um, in September, and I've been here ever since. Like on this healing journey. I mean, it's an up and a down, honey. Um, it, it depends on the day because I'm truly sleeping in the living room at my sister's place. Um, on a mattress I bought myself, very comfortable, but with three children. Um, and you know, it's it's it running around the house, but it's it, it it's good. I needed that. Like I needed to do that. My apartment in New York is just sitting there, and I miss all my drag and whatnot. But I kind of had uh, thank God that this happened, and thank God that I was on Drag Race. You know. If I wasn't on Drag Race, I probably would have gotten COVID. And that's how I'm trying to put things into perspective now um, with everything that's that's happened. Um, and, and I'm grateful for for what happened and for these people for sending me things. Because I, I was that person that always needed to, I was always worried about what people thought of me. And, you know, I still am a little bit, but I, I needed to fix that within myself and I needed to not care and just be 100% myself. Because honestly, if you don't watch Untucked, my my thing on Drag Race wasn't even, it wasn't even that bad. Like, I it wasn't even that, I, but I had this like idea in my head that it was horrible, that it was awful. That I, I mean, I haven't watched it again. I've only watched it once, but maybe I'll go back one day and watch it. But um but you know, I, I'm I'm now I'm in a space where I'm trying to look at the bigger picture of things and like, you know, this that had to happen for a reason. I also think that um I was so scared going into it that I kind of manifested um all this stuff that happened to me um without knowing it.
I, I manifested this stuff and I, I've been working a lot with spiritual stuff and trying to manifest light and, and, and all these other things going into it. I've been talking forever, but. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm loving it. I'm like, there's so much to unpack here, but it is there, like. There is, is so the much tea. tea, girl. Like the tea <laughs> is piping hot in today's podcast mm -hmm. episode. Okay. Well, I, 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 uh, where do we even start? Okay. So, um, I was writing down notes as you were going along because you were just like hitting every single point. And I was like, girl, what gasp. So let's, let's <laughs> take it back a little bit. I want to yeah, of course. kind of the first place when you were first on the show. Cause you were talking about like, it's 18 hour days. It's insane. It's crazy, which a lot of people don't know, but if you're in the TV industry or like me, me and my roommate both have been in TV and stuff. So we know what that's like. Um, but like, what was the hardest challenge for you mentally during those long days? Because I heard you talking a lot about not having that support system. And I can only imagine that that's probably one of the hardest parts of those long days of that. Oh, yeah. And then not having a support system, not feeling like you truly have one, even though you're friendly with the girls, they're not your necessary people, you know? I mean, you know, I was very lucky because I had, I had my people there. Like my, I, my, my New York sisters are my people. Like Jan is like truly one of my best friends. The Jan to um, see. The Jan to see. Like, I mean, we, Jan started because she did my, my drag competition and she won. Like with Jan, I know Jan from the very beginning, honey. Um, and, and we were touring the world together previously before that we had the same management. Um, and so like we, that was my good duty right there. Um, uh, but you know, it's, it, you know, you are, you are secluded, you are, uh, <clears throat> you aren't able to like, you know, you're like, I want to go for a walk. No, that doesn't happen. Um, you just don't go on walks. You have to stay, you know, there's a schedule and you have to abide by that schedule. Um, <clears throat> I just, <clears throat> I was second guessing myself a lot while I was there, uh, which is why I probably came off overconfident because I was like telling myself like, yo sis, you got this, you got this you are this you are this you are this you're the best you got this sis that's like my inner voice like coming out like trying to say it out loud i was like oh god when inside i am freaking the fuck out um and i remember freaking out i freaked out so many times and i just i didn't know what to do and it's because i wasn't i i wasn't calm at all i i was i was freaking out the entire time because i didn't know what they wanted or who they wanted me to be and i was trying to be something that i i i wasn't necessarily like i was like oh you want me to be this i'll be this oh you want me to get mad i'll get mad um and <laughs> as you saw in untucked she got mad i literally said those words before it happened um and i was like you want me to act a certain way i'll act a certain way and i was just so frustrated i was like i'm i'm like i really feel like i'm doing a good job and i'm doing the best that i can do um and it's just it's a lot of pressure it's it's so much pressure and mm -hmm. it uh yeah and it's, i i it sounds like you got like it sounds like you got a little lost as to who jesse was and who britta was in amongst the energy of being in the show and like you needed to just reel back and be like whoa 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 i just need to be me and focus on being me and that it got a bit yeah. messy up in there it it you know i <clears throat> i i I wasn't enough is what I thought. I thought that I wasn't enough and I needed to tell myself that I was enough and that I, I am, I'm great as who I am and I don't need to try and pretend or put on this facade of who I am. Um, 
and and I know that I've done that in in the past, like in order to fit in. Uh, oh, girl, I, I, don't I tried we all? To do that, baby, and <laughs> and you know, and I, and I and I wanted people to like me so bad, and I I I had this vision that I would be like <laughs> like an Alyssa Edwards. Everyone loves Alyssa. Everyone loves Shangela. I had this idea that I wanted to be that. Instead of letting things happen, I tried to control them, and it didn't work for me in any in in my in my favor at all. I mean, I'm also like a, a, a Virgo. I'm I'm very everything is like I either <clears throat> on one of the podcasts that I was listening to for you guys the thing that hit home with me is that I I am exactly that person that I'm either going to do it 100% um, or I'm not going to do it at all and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be 100% correct or I'm not doing it and it's the reason why I didn't audition for Drag Race until season 12 this is the only time that I auditioned for Drag Race and um I, I told myself in the very beginning, I was like, I'm I'm going to do it and I'm going to win it or else I'm not going to do it. And I knew that this was the time. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to do it. And then I kind of had that mentality going into it. And, you know, I think the thing, I just didn't embrace those moments of me losing and me teaching me a lesson or I, I was like, oh, no, I'm the best. I, I work really hard and uh, I control everything. I had this, I wanted to control everything and it really fucked me up. <laughs> right. Boy, did I learn a lesson. <laughs> right. Because like the universe is going to keep picking you down and pushing things in your face until you take a step back and look at it and go, okay, what do I need to learn here so that I can move forward? Yeah. And totally. on a show, but on a show like Drag Race, and when it's a reality show, you don't have the time to necessarily step back and analyze those things. It's like, go, go, go 100% of the time. So you're just like, trying to keep up with life. So, yeah. so talking about that, and then moving into afterwards, like the experience you had afterwards, because the show records, and it doesn't air right away. So you have the space in between, where you knew you had to start going to therapy. So let's talk about that. And then moving towards like, the eventual like show coming out and then having to deal with like social media and the fandom which there's a lot of beautiful love in the fandom and i'm one of those people like i love so many queens i love supporting them and i love being on that journey with them but there's also the toxic side of it um but that's in the whole lgbtq plus community i find that we have a lot of that two sides of the coin going on so what was that experience like for you being like i need to go to therapy which great i support therapy i go to therapy i love it everybody should have a therapist and then leading you towards that eventual like going on social media and that experience that led you towards um trying to take your life um uh why did i decide to go to therapy is that what you're asking <laughs> yeah sorry like, there's what, so what, many questions in there <laughs> right so um so start off with therapy why did you decide where you're like i need therapy after this i just i you know i knew from people in the past queens have told me they're like you know you might i mean while i was there i i even uh you know you you, you they, they they give you therapy if you want it um and i i knew that i i needed it just to like you know because you're not you you can't tell anyone. <laughs> you're literally sitting on a secret and you're like, God damn, let me pay someone so I can tell them to tee yo. Um, and, uh, and, but also like, just, just to go through what happened. I mean, you can tell, you can talk to the girls who have been through it, but you know, we're all kind of busy. We're trying to like, uh, get prepared and, um, but also I, I just, I, I knew I needed there. I was just, I was freaking out. I, I wasn't in a good space. I got really depressed. Um, 
and I knew that I needed to have therapy just to like figure it out. I started, I, I, I gained some weight when I got back. And then once I got, uh, as everyone does, oh my God, gaining weight, this pandemic girl. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. Whole um, different podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you know, I just, I wanted, I wanted my mental health to be okay. I wanted to make sure that I was, that I was okay. And you know, therapy isn't, everyone should be in therapy, honestly. Um, everyone needs to be in therapy. Uh, and I just knew, I just knew that I needed it. I knew I needed it. I need to like try and figure out how I was going to, um, uh, when this stuff came out, how I was going to deal with it. Um, cause it's, it's a pretty big deal, uh, to be on, you know, in one minute you're, you're a normal person. Then the next minute, everyone knows who you are. So like, I just, I just didn't know how to deal with that. Um, and yeah, so, uh, therapy, uh, definitely helped and with 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 all of that and and you know taking me through the steps and how to deal with things as they slowly came out and how i was feeling through it and and then yeah what was so, the next question so then how did that <laughs> so then as the episodes started coming out and like people start like the fandom started coming about people started saying things on social media how did that help you through that process and also what was that experience when you get so much hate and negativity from people you don't even know who don't even know you as a real genuine human being i mean the thing that shook me is that like even people that i know like no i would like to think that we're like you know me and you know that like um that that certain things aren't uh you know, you know me as a human being. So why would you have this, this uh, notion of me? It's people started people that I knew were like, Oh, my God, that's horrible. What she did was awful. How dare she come for someone like that. And I was like, but you know me like, and you know, that like, uh, these circumstances and then the pressure that we're under, and everyone makes mistakes, but actual people that I know, like, started to just type things online and say certain things. And I was like, what? that's what like boggled me i was like you i thought i thought you were like my sister in drag and you're like kind of coming for me without coming for me i mean everyone has an opinion uh when you're on drag race and i didn't realize that even people that i that i know i was like how could you like say that i, I if you're not going to say anything nice don't say anything at all which i mean obviously i definitely should have taken that advice when i was talking to aiden but um um <laughs> but it was it, it was it was just a lot like i and, and you know it definitely it's a tv show and it's a character and that's what i had to remind myself is that like you know people don't people people see britta they don't see the human being underneath at all um and oh, nor do they care they're just watching good tv and you know someone has to be quote unquote the villain i guess um yeah but... somebody has to get that villain edit and and to make the mistakes and you said like it felt like you know, or you said that everybody makes mistakes, which is true. Everybody does. We're all human beings. But it feels like there's part of like this cancel culture where it's like, if you get the villain edit, you can't make any mistakes. And when you do make those mistakes, it's like you're automatically canceled. Like people don't even want to give you the time of day and respect the fact like you're a human being on a journey on this planet, just like everybody else. Like everybody shit stinks. Okay. Like, yeah, they're perfect. <laughs> 
So yeah, um, I was like, girl, I'm sure you. I, but also uh, within the given circumstances, I was like, girl, if if you were in a challenge on a reality competition in any competition, and someone took a nap, girl, you would come for them too. Um, like, and you know, it's just like natural. I thought in the, in the moment when it was all happening, I was like, yeah, this is like how how we do it backstage with the girls, and when you're like chit chatting with your friends. But just because it was it was on a, a nap national platform, um, people, people, people took it very personally. Um, and it wasn't that personal. I mean, e even after it happened, like, I immediately apologized. I was like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Um, but you know, it's TV, like, they're not gonna show that. Um, and so it, it, it was just, it, it, it was a lot. Um, the whole thing was a lot. Uh, and you know, it, it taught me a lot. It, I, I'm, I'm grateful for it because it taught me so much. Um, and of, of, of what does and doesn't matter, um, in, in life, um, specifically, and to look at the, the important things. Um, yeah. So I, what exactly then, did it teach you? So what are those like key learnings that you took away from that experience? I mean, it, to not, to not care about what people think so much and also i mean throughout the pandemic and through going through that experience um what really matters and uh is that i don't i don't need everyone to like me number one i don't need everyone to like me and also i always had this this like feeling even before drag race i was the girl that would like go out after the show i would like have a bunch of friends everyone we would all kiki we would all drink you know everybody loves britta i always had this mentality that everyone had to love britta you have to love britta and it's it's okay if people don't like you and it, you don't need to have all these friends like what is that that doesn't mean anything i i realized over this pandemic that like you know i i, I forgot who my family was to be honest um because of drag um because of like i just wanted to always i was a really hard worker and was like no i can't come visit because i i have this thing coming up and i can't do this and that's what the pandemic taught me is that i need i need to you know my family is my family and they're a great family and they're all so supportive and i have amazing nieces and i also have like five really good friends really good friends i don't need all of these friends like literally they these people these five people were the people that were here for me during this entire time and those are the people that matter and the and like and that's all i need i don't really need all this all this fluff all this extra stuff that surrounds britta i mean i i always thought that i jesse wasn't enough and so britta had to make up for it Mm, I think um, that's a running trend in a lot of people's lives. It's like, especially as like gay people and LGBTQ people, we feel like, you know, we're born into this world and something's different about us. And we're told like something's wrong with you and you're not enough from birth, from like so many different places. So it, we have to make up for it somehow. So a lot of us turn to like perfectionism and like, oh, if I'm perfect in every single other way that you'll love me enough, like I'll be enough only if I'm perfect in all these other ways. And then you also have the other extreme of like, well, fuck you then, then I'm not gonna be perfect. And they go completely off the deep end. And they're just like, I'm gonna prove to you how right you are of how imperfect I am in everything. And, and that's a huge running trend in the gay community. I mean, it's, you know, I never felt like I belonged in the gay community until um, I, I found, you know, people within the drag community. And until I could, be whoever I wanted to be and I could make 
up who Britta was. Um, and, and that's when people started accepting me is when I became Britta. And it was, <clears throat> and, and it's also when I, I started, uh, started drinking heavily, um, was, was because Britta was the life of the party, Britta was this, everyone loved Britta. And, you know, I knew that I was really unhappy as Jesse underneath it all. Um, <clears throat> and, um, I would, I would do drag because I needed that validation and I needed that love because I wasn't getting it as Jesse. Yeah. So, oh, so fucked up, so <laughs> fucked up. I know, right? I know, right? But, the, <laughs> but these are all the things that like everybody always watches stuff on TV and social media and like pretends that it's not there. But these are the kind of conversations that we need to be having. Like we are real human beings. We are having experiences and tearing each other apart and tearing each other down and like saying shitty things on social media isn't going to help. That's just going to perpetuate the problem. And the only way that we can change things is if we facilitate conversations like this, where people get real and honest and they open up about yeah. things and they're vulnerable. And like that shit's hard. It is so hard to be vulnerable, yeah. but it's needed. And those of us who are pushed out into the front lines have to kind of just say, you know what, I'm going to get beaten and battered and bloody but I'm going to be willing to stand here and have all the people in the cheap seats throwing shit at me because they're not here in the arena. And it's those good people, those five good people that you have in your life that they're in the arena with you being like, no, just ignore them. Like our opinions matter because we've earned that right from you and we support yeah. each other and we keep it real when we need to keep it real. But those are the people you turn to in those moments where you're like, shit's going upside down and I need some support and some love right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Help me stay in this world. So in saying that, what happened over that th this past summer that led you to, you know, trying to take your own life? It was a lot of things. I mean, it was it was the the aftermath of drag race of social media. Um, it was uh, I broke up with my boyfriend. Um, I had two friends pass away from COVID. Um, there there was a lot going on. I was I I would take a uh, hundred milligrams of THC a day so that I would feel so that my skin was tingling. So I felt absolutely numb because I just didn't want to feel anything anymore. And um, <clears throat> it was it it was it just it, it got really bad. I was just I was so sad on the inside. And I was like, and, and I was just cooped up in my apartment. And, I, you know, cases started rising again in the city. And I just I didn't know what to do. And I, I, I was empty. So I, I wanted to I didn't want to feel anything. I was feeling so much and that I didn't want to feel anything at all. So I just, I went for it. And I was like, I don't even, I, you know, people just keep on saying this shit to me. Stuff keep, people, you know, I went offline for a bit. I tried not to check my DMs. I turned off my comments on everything and people started emailing me. And that's when it just was like, you know, fuck man. Like really, you were finding every possible way to really get under my skin. Um, and it just, it, 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 it got to me and I cracked. Um, yeah. And it got, it, it was just, it was, it was really intense. And I had I had one friend who who was there and I went to go stay with him for for three weeks because I uh, in upstate New York because I couldn't deal with it anymore. I just needed I needed to be away and I needed to remember. I mean it, it took it took an entire week for me to come down. I was I was taking so many opioids like it was it was bad. <laughs> Jeez Louise. So yeah, going through that experience 
and then going to your friends, what started bringing you out of that? Like what helps you come out of that energy? And it, it's like you said at the beginning, it's a journey and it's a process. Like nothing's going to get fixed overnight, but what has been the biggest things that have helped you through that process after that experience and moving forward? Um, you know, everything that happened, it was because, uh, I, I didn't love myself. Um, and I'm still working on it because it's, 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 you know, I, I, I got, I got really down, uh, a couple weeks ago and it's been, it's, it's, it's a fucking journey. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, and it's because I, Sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> I was like, I was like, what am I thinking about? <laughs> um, coming, coming, coming out of that super low, low, like hitting that rock bottom, and then that journey yeah. of like how you got out of there, and then like now you're in Hawaii and you've been there for eight months. But like, how did that journey come about? Of like, okay, I need to get my shit together. Like, I need to get back to Jesse. I need to love myself again. Like, how did that journey start, and how has that progressed? I needed to be alone and I needed to get rid of the the noise um, because what happened was is that people, I started to believe what other people were telling me. That's how it all started is that I had no one else to talk to and no one else to like, you tell me that I was enough um, and that I started to believe these things that people were saying that I was a horrible person. I mean, that's why it got to where it's, where it's at is because I started to believe all these things. And so I had to, I had to, get rid of all the noise completely. Like I stopped working. I canceled all of my gigs. I, 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 I canceled everything. I, I just had to be alone and with myself and to listen to what I was saying. And I read a lot. Girl, Brene Brown was yes. there with me with her book. I got her book like right over here. <laughs> Girl, she was with me. And you know, and it's funny cause this, these, this, this book, um, that she had my mom's given to me my mom uh has given me all these like books uh throughout my life and i was like yeah 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 um i'm sure i'll read it sometime um but it you know these books that she has give, given to me about my spirit and who i am as a person and these Brene brown books um i finally picked them up when i wasn't you know in on my phone and on social media and I, and I, I read them and those what are what really helped me. I mean, I was like, I was, you know, I, I didn't read this book in the past, but right now this book is the most important thing in my life. Um, and I read it over and over and over again to try and, and talk myself out of what uh, these other people were trying to tell me who I was. And, uh, you know, what really, what really started to happen when I started to go, get back to work um, was it was, I just did things with Drag Out the Vote. Since I'm the national co-chair of Drag Out the Vote and it was an election year and it was really, really important for me to, you know, use my platform and to also do the most work to try and, and make the election uh, go in our favor. And it did, thank God. But I worked so hard and, and, and did so much for free. Uh, and it was really important to me to to help others and to really get passionate about what was going on in our country. And that's what, you know, work for others is what really helped me get out of this, um, <clears throat> this crazy uh, fit that I was having this to 
to oh my god sorry i want to see you my <laughs> facetime opened up god damn it <laughs> that's okay that's okay i was gonna say it sounds like um i always say that when i'm working with somebody or when i'm working with people that the fastest way to get out of your own way and to get out of your own shit is to help other people and to focus on helping other yeah. people because it helps you shift your priorities of like me, me, me to we, we, we and like to being part of the collective. And it reminds you that you are part of a collective. It reminds you that you can create those support systems and create that community and have that. And I find a lot of the times when, I, when I'm working with somebody who's going through those struggles, it's because they're very isolated. Either they've self-isolated or um, they've been isolated and they don't have that way to reach out. And it's like... It's like going to the gym for the first time. It that shit's scary. Like I didn't, I didn't know how to go to the gym, and I still don't. But like I didn't know how to go to the gym. I don't know how to lift weights, and all those things can be very overwhelming. And it's the same thing with somebody who is feeling isolated or isn't feeling like they can be part of the community. It's because they don't know how anymore. They've not been taught. They they don't know how to make it happen, and so they just need somebody to help guide them through that. And did you have yeah. anybody who helped kind of get you back into that mentality to get you back into that zone of like, okay, let's help other people. I mean, it, it was, it was just kind of, it, it just happened. I mean, I, I honestly think it was God and she was telling me and she was like, girl, it's time to get back to work. You have a duty to do. Um, and so, I mean, uh, being the, the national co-chair, like I, I had to do this, like the election was going to happen, whether I was depressed or not depressed. And I knew that it was, I knew that it was so important and, you know, it was, it was, uh, I, uh, there, there were people online that like truly reached out Like you know, it the, uh, online can be the devil, but also uh, there were some real saviors on there who, who reached out and like, uh, really wanted to make sure that I was okay. And, and would send me private messages that, that, you know, I had my assistant running my social media, but would make sure and send me these good things to know that there were actually good people out there because I, I truly had given up. I, I didn't run my social media for a while just because I needed to, to stay away from it. But it was, <clears throat> it was, it was dragging out the vote and everyone that works there, my now manager, um, uh, Jackie Huba, who, who, who really helped me and was there for me and talked with me through this. And um, she's also the founder of Drag Out the Vote. And she 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 was there with me through the, through through it all and i i'm so grateful for for honestly for the damn election because it 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 just helped me reach so many queer people and um <clears throat> it made a huge difference and you know and i started working a lot more because because i was so involved in the election and uh and and i knew the what the fuck i was talking about and it felt good um, that I was making a difference and it, it just, it, it helped so much and it got me out of my head. Um, and it made me feel good. Like I, I, I knew that I, I had a mission and I was going to accomplish it and that people were going to listen whether or not you liked me on the show that didn't matter to me, but like, I, I now have this platform and I am saying something so important and nobody else is saying this. And this is not, this is affecting all of us within our community. Mm -hmm. so that's so, one of the biggest things that help you kind of pull through that like get your head out of your ass get your shit together and you're like you know what i need to focus on this and that helped you pull get pulled out of that spiral yeah experience. yeah it helped i mean also coming coming to hawaii because i came here in september um and 
it it really just being with my family and remembering where I come from. I mean, I have a giant connection to this island. Like my ancestors are here. My, uh, and you know, I I also as as a as as a person as Jesse, I'm half Tongan, um, half Polynesian. So my dad is from the Kingdom of Tonga, uh, in by Tahiti, Fiji, and Samoa, and. Uh, you know, I've always, I, I was raised Mormon, so I would always shove that side of me and who I was away because at a very young age, my dad told me that if I, if I didn't go to church, then I couldn't see him at, anymore after my parents got divorced. So I wanted nothing to do with that side of my family. And, you know, because of Drag Race and because of the giving Polynesians, specifically Tongans, a platform, I've, I've never seen a gay Polynesian Tongan man on TV. TV, unless it was The Rock, but like he, he he was a flamboyant honey. I needed that person, and I was that person to so many people. That also helped pull me out of this. And and I knew know I needed to come here to connect with that side of my family and to you know strengthen that relationship with my dad and my sisters and that and just be one with the land. I mean this this place is very healing and to like you know go there's nothing like swimming in a fucking ocean while it's raining. Um and it's it's like I I, I was like cleansing myself and and made sure I did these spiritual routines to get to get out of these these funks um and so that's why that's why i've been here so long and well and i was like hey, miss rona i'm safe on this island new york city is a cesspool and everyone is getting sick i was like i'm just gonna stay here until it is good to go because um you can't get into this place without having a covid test or quarantining for two weeks so i'm like i'm just gonna sit on this cute little island go do my little thing um which has been good but i've also found my own struggles with 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 being here um yeah and you know i'm still working through it I've, I've definitely found other vices from not drinking and doing drugs and it became food and uh i'm trying to work through that now and it, it's 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 a lot and i think going back to a routine back in new york will, will really help me and finally sleeping on my own goddamn bed um, <laughs> but but like this was this was much needed i you know i kind of had to like strip down everything and get rid of all the fluff um to to really make sure that i i i was good i and let, let's be honest, like I, she is still going through it. I, I've gained so much weight because of this pandemic and it, it's, and, and because of drag race, baby, she, I weighed myself today. I have officially gained, oof, I, this is the first time I'm saying this out loud. I've gained a hundred pounds since I did the promo for drag race, a hundred pounds. Yes, baby. She she's a big girl. Latrice, watch out, honey. I'm coming for your gig, mama. Um, that, that, that is that is a lot of weight and you know i and i'm still like depressed because of it and i'm trying to pull myself out of this funk and you know get back on track and it's 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 hard i'm, I'm having a hard time but uh, you know i also i i have i've forgotten through all of this um i'm not I, i'm not kind to myself and it's a big reason why why i these kind of these patterns keep on happening and i'm trying to get myself out of this pattern um you know i almost canceled yesterday for this interview because i was like oh, i don't know if i can i don't know if i can i can like you know i was just i was so sad i was like how could you let yourself go like this uh do you really want to talk about these issues 
use, but I think it's important and truly even having this conversation with you today has been therapeutic um, to just, you know, unleash it all and, and to realize like, even though I have gained this weight, like I am enough. I have to keep on telling myself that I am enough. And it doesn't mean that I don't deserve, I, that I don't deserve love, that I don't deserve this. Yes, is it harder for me to walk in a pair of heels because she's a hippo trying to be a giraffe? 100%. But um, she is still going to do it. And I have to remind myself that people people love me for the feeling that I give them when I perform and not because I'm just so in my head thinking about, I was like, what are people gonna say? They're gonna be like, oh, you know how gay people are. They're like, oh, look at her, she gained weight, mama. She, she's on, but bitch, we in a fucking pandemic. Listen, if y'all weren't eating during this shit, y'all ain't doing it right. <laughs> and also like weight comes and goes. It's not something that's gonna yes. be there for life. And I've always thought about it because I struggled with weight issues when I was younger. I was like 200 pounds when I was like 12 years old. And so I've had things like I dealt with like being a fat, overweight ginger kid who was made fun of and bullied and beaten up. And to be an adult now that I'm like, my brain is still in that kid mode a lot of the time. And I have to just remember like weight comes and goes. And if I find somebody who likes me for me, it won't matter because we know like, oh, if we really want to, we can go to the gym, we can go for long walks, we can go rock climbing and play dodgeball and like do all these things that are fun together. And I don't need to be perfect for that person because they're going to like me just for who I am right now, not for the perfect yeah. idea that I want to portray out to the world. T. T. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I'm I'm un I'm still unpacking a lot of stuff. I'm still learning a lot. Um, and it's 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 just a it's it's a daily a daily thing. You know, it depends on the day. I'm sure that once I get back to the world, because people have gotten back to doing things. Um, and you know, uh, I, and <laughs> I'm am I jealous? One hundred percent. Um, but I know that I did it right under my circumstances, and I, I wanted to make sure I did it uh, in in a healthy way not only for me and unfortunately I, I you know I got the pounds to to be like oh I got I got the certificate um I did it really safe um <laughs> to prove it but you know it, it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I'm I you know I'm I've learned a lot about myself over over this uh this time and and with drag race and you know I just need to take a deep breath and and be like it it's it's okay it's it's okay and I am enough um which is which is what I keep on getting getting back to and yeah right and that is part of the journey like it's just part of the fucking journey to go up and to go down and to have all these instances where you're like I don't know who I am I'm happy I'm sad like that's what life is life is messy it's not perfect it's not this picture perfect little cutout cube uh-uh shit gets wild people get messy like but that's right. the thing is learning how to love people through that mess and being loving yourself through that mess and just giving yourself permission to fuck up and that it's okay. And that the people who love you, that those five people who are important to you, those are the ones that you go to when you need that uplift, when you need to keep it real and like just focus there. True. And, you know, and I also think it's like, it's, it, it, it's other people can learn from my, that I've, I've always been very out front with, with what I've been going through. Um, uh, like on social media, I'm, I'm always saying what, like, if I'm having a bad day, I'm having, I, I say it, or if this, this, all this mental sh stuff that happened with me, I'm very vulnerable online because I think so many people can learn from it. Um, and I know that there's, I'm not the only one. I mean, especially with weight, like I, baby, she gonna be the richest 
Richard Simmons of drag. Watch out, honey. She can become a workout videos. I'm gonna get healthy. Listen, this ain't the first time I've gained weight, honey. You better work out, and she's gonna come out with little tapes. She and and people go work out with me. It's gonna be real cute. Listen, I gained this weight, and I'm gonna make some money um, because of this weight, and we go get fit together. Yes, you Brita work. You can lock down some of those like uh, endorsement deals. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, girl. Listen, that's right. Uh huh. I'm. You're gonna see me with a shake. My British shake weight. It's gonna yeah. be um, everything. It's like a double-ended dildo. Yes, British great shake weight. Mm -hmm. That's right. You can just be in between two people working it out. Right. right? Oh, good lord. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. This has been such an amazing interview. <laughs> this has just been great so okay i want to ask one last question and it is what is the biggest thing that has helped you or what is the biggest thing that helps you on your like mental health path and your personal development journey do you like what's your one thing that you go to was it your books meditation like is there something that really helps you um yeah i mean it's it's shutting everything off um, and being away from that. And uh, I, I, I would say med meditation, you know, and I still, I just still don't do it as often as I should. Um, but this week I've, I've, I've tried to, after everything going on with, with here in the United States with racial stuff and shootings and whatnot, I'm just shutting everything off and being one with myself and, you know, finding, finding I have, I have a special rock here in Hawaii. Very pretty. Um, it's, I'm the only one that knows where it is. Um, but like finding your place and, and being one, I, I really find that nature really helps me. Um, and it just just being there with without any devices and kind of like it's my place to like not only talk to myself but to talk to uh, to to God um, or a higher power out there and and to realize that everything is okay that that's truly been it but also talking with people calling those five people um, I I I stopped calling those people and last week I made a choice to like reach out to them and it made it so much better. I I I gotta use that throat chakra. I gotta say it um, in order for me to feel better. You know I can I can talk to God all I want, but like it's me talking from the inside. I gotta get it out and so that helps. To, you know, pick up the phone and call somebody because there's so many people that are willing to talk to you and it 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 helps. It definitely mm -hmm. helps. And also I find a lot of people don't do it because they think they're going to be a burden and like, yeah. you're not a burden. You are worthy. You deserve to be heard. Other people want to hear you. They, you want to hear what they have to say. It's, it's a two way street that friendship. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they loved it. They were like, Oh my God, it's so nice to hear from you. And I was like, Oh, I didn't think I was going to be a little burden. Oh, um, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Britta, this has been Jesse. This has been one of the most magical interviews that I have been blessed to be able to do. So thank you very much for being on the Game and Going Deeper podcast. If people want to yeah. check you out, where are the best places to check you out, get in contact with you, talk to you? What are those details? Um, you can find me at the Brita Filter on on all of social media. My website is thebritafilter.com. Um, and uh, look for my brand new podcast that's coming out. Um, it's called You Brita Vote, and it's with the World of Wonder Podcast Network. And I am chatting with political figures, um, activists, and so many different amazing, influential people that are really doing some great things to. Uh, to you know change this country and to change the things that are going on so uh it's it's really magical and it comes out this summer
Oh, amazing. You bird yep. a boat. Well, fantastic. I'm so grateful that we could have you on to, to share that and good luck with the podcast. I know what it's like, you know, one sister to another yeah. sister. <laughs> so, so I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to this. If you're listening to this on a podcast on Apple, iTunes, give it a five-star rating. Send us a little note saying how much you love us. If you're watching this on YouTube, give a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and hit that bell so you can get notified when new episodes come out. And all the information is going to be either below the video or in the show notes. You can check out all those links to support Britta and uh, send all the love. So thank you again, Jesse, so much for being on today's show. Hope you have the best day ever. Peace, love, rainbows. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>